show i am your host mike bayon aka dr strange aka spider-man in the black uh alien costume i know it's a lot of a lot of names is right there but today i have a very very cool guest i uh put out a call a few months ago i was like hey i'm looking for like yoga instructors so i can have on the show and i had a lot of people come on and i had one guest big mala he was on here dope guest but I saw Jamila, I said, yo, I gotta have her on the show too. So after time, having different, having variety of different guests come through, I said, you know what, now is the right time to see if I can get her on the show. And lo and behold, she said yes. And I said yes, so everybody was happy. So ladies and gentlemen, boys and squirrels, I wanted to introduce to you Jamila. How are you doing today? Thanks for having me. Thank you for being on the show today. Now, there's a phrase that I hear a lot of people say these days, and I want to know what it means to you, okay? And the phrase is love and light. What does that mean? Love and light. That's interesting that you say that. Um, so last night we had this program called Mystic Healing and Yoga, mm-hmm. and um at the end of one of the descriptions, it was like, you know, crystals, singing bowls, meditation, yoga, love, and light. And, you know, I feel like that's something that is present just within yoga. You know, no matter where you do it, no matter who you do it with, it's just something that's present there. It's the, you know, how people say, I am light. It's mm-hmm. that. I am love. It's that. It's like the basis of what and who you are. Mm-hmm. is love and light. So I feel like it's a more, you know, spiritual greeting to honor somebody or to exit somebody. Love and light, peace, you know. Nice. Because <laughs> I uh, remember I got a, a card reading. It was a, what kind of card reading was it? It was like a, kind of like, I guess you want to say it was like a goddess deck mm-hmm. that she read me with. And it ended it with like, yeah, love and light. I'll say, I said, I I said, word up. You know, so I want to get into more of your background. So where are you from and how did you get into this life? Okay, well, um, I'm from Philly. I've been living here most of my life. I think we moved here when I was four. Um, And I started doing yoga in college when I went to Penn State. Um, I went to Penn State, main campus. Shout out to Maine. Um, I went there, and when my sophomore year, maybe, I discovered yoga, being nasty, trying to bust it wide open. And, you know, <laughs> here we are now. <laughs> but, you know, I'm, um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to shy away from the actual reason I went to yoga. I wanted to learn how to do a split. I was being nasty, mm-hmm. trying to, you know, mess with some cute dog. And it... I didn't, I didn't even take it that seriously, but after I graduated, um, I started working at IBM and being there, being in that corporate culture um, of consulting where you're in a different city every six weeks with different people, it was very stressful. So I looked to hot yoga after work or wherever yoga I could find in whatever city I was in mm-hmm. to kind of de-stress and detox and get back to myself and my love and my light because I didn't want to lose that in corporate America. And I see, you know, that happens to so many people. I can see it with the people I work with. They're like, oh, you're so young. You're coming here with all this positivity. I'm like, y'all better try some yoga and get some positivity. Right. But, um, yeah, and... Uh, so I was in corporate for maybe five, six years after graduation. Then um, after I got laid off from Deloitte, mm-hmm. and at the time I had just found out that I was two months pregnant. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it happened to be by the other yogi you had on. Shout out to my baby dad, Big Mala. Oh, what? Namaskar. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what a small world. Hilarious. Ain't it though? Yes. Yeah, I suggested him for this podcast because I know, you know, it's not a lot of black male yogis out here. And, you know, no matter what we go through on a a personal level, I highly recommend his yoga and his love to people. So, um, yeah, so I was pregnant and laid off, unemployed on unemployment for a year, which was kind of cool because, you know, 
you know, being a college graduate, coming from corporate America, I can see how come some people were going to look down on that or whatever. But I'm like, I need this time to nurture what is growing inside of me. And I'm so happy that I could do this on the government's dime. Shout out to unemployment. But um, so I was able to do that. And while I was baking this baby, all these ideas were coming to me. Um, I already had Love and Soul Yoga kind of like it wasn't established, but it was it had an Instagram. It had, you know, all those things. Uh, Gmail and all that, but I didn't have programming and anything. So mm. while I was pregnant, I did have that time to develop programming for Love and Soul Yoga. And then um, six months after I had my baby, Sage Ashe Dua, um, I got a job at Temple. And since I've been working there, I'm still in data. Like I went to school for security and risk analysis. Mm. I'm a data analyst. But um, there, I also try to incorporate the yoga there. So I teach chair yoga once a week to my coworkers and any Temple University faculty and staff. But um, you know, outside of that, I'm just trying to share my love and light through love and soul yoga mm-hmm. with um, other people, especially people of color. You know, it's not while I was doing yoga in corporate America, I noticed I was normally the only person of color in these spaces, mm-hmm. and I wanted to create a space where you know, we could vibe and we could be there being ourselves and being free and healing. So I think I've done that. And that's, yeah, that's my story. (laughs) So um, a few things. Um, Those damn cute dogs. (laughs) Damn cute dogs. But no, but uh, in terms of. Those are my brothers. Shout out to the doctors. (laughs) I was a. Recently, with an, uh, an AKA, and I, uh, I did, this, did the sound incorrectly. I got this serious side eye. I said, "My bad." I, was, <laughs> I said, "I'm leaving it alone." It's all y'all right there. Cool. Oh my goodness. Right. So um, the cool part for me is that knowing that there are people of color who are doing this. Now, from your experiences, how is it? How is it important for people of color to do this? Also women of color as well. Like, from your experiences, like, what have you noticed in terms of the change that has brought to those those different groups? Well, I definitely think there's this, like, wave of healing, and I definitely believe in the collective consciousness. So, you know, I notice women of color getting more into fitness. Like, you'll see these Zumba and Pilates classes filled with women of color, especially in, the, like, the U-Fits and, like, the L.A. Fitness. You'll see this, and it's just been growing so much, and especially in the yoga space. Um, mm. There are a lot of women just the same as me on the same, like, wavelength trying to create these spaces. Um, I feel like the rise in certified yoga instructors has increased dramatically mm. over the past 10 years. Like. You know, a lot of, I can, I can, it's more than a handful of people that I know right now, black women and men that are certified yoga instructors. And I couldn't have said that 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that's out there, but it's so important. We'll, we're seeing all of these things with diabetes, heart disease, cancers. So when we realize that we have it within ourselves to heal ourselves, we learn that in yoga. Mm-hmm. Um, then more people are drawn to it and more people want to do it and more people want to heal because, you know, it's no, it's not for no reason that people of color are kind of scared of hospitals, you know, these myths of people organ harvesting and things like that. I totally believe in it and I would stray away from the hospital as much as I can if there is some type of alternative medicine or alternative things like I, that I could do like yoga like Ayurveda mm-hmm. things that could help me heal you know it's it's not as quick as going to the hospital but it's natural and it's you know that that alchemy that that feeling that power of healing yourself like it's, it's a very powerful feeling and you can't get that going to the hospital you can't get that taking a pill you know, you can't get that getting surgery to get a certain type of body. But if you're doing yoga, if you're, you know, looking at your herbs, doing your oils, doing all these natural things to mm-hmm. get back to your true self, you you heal. And that, that's the beautiful part. That's awesome. See, here's, I believe, like, the universe works how it works, right? Like, there's no coincidences. Things just are as they are. So I'll give you a quick little backstory. So, of course, we had our... Um, this interview plan in advance for a couple of weeks, right? Yeah. So Tuesday, I'm at work, sitting down, and and I don't know what made me 
had this thought on Revelation. Like I said, the universe does what it does. So I was ride the wave. And I said, yo, I said, I need to get on this back of my health tip as soon as possible. And I don't know why or what. I didn't like, like, I didn't see like a video of like, you know, um, what's that show on like TLC? Like my big fat bride, you know, people like 600 pounds. Mm-hmm. I saw nothing like that. I didn't see anything about like, um, like a new recent news scare about, yo, like, yo, high blood pressure, nothing like that. It was just something to set off in my head. He who whispers. Right, right. So you understand that vibe. Mm-hmm. So I um, have a cousin of mine who is um, a personal trainer. And like we recently like connected for the first time like a year or two ago via Facebook. So we, we talking all that. And I hit him up. I said, dude, I said, what do you do? What do I need in terms of like get myself on point? Because I want to like lose like a bit of a, I don't have a gut, I'm not fat, but you know, you got a little something, something there. I'm like trying to slim it all down, you know? So I was trying to figure out, right, and I was like, Psh. you know, so I was like, figure out what it was. And he was like, well, this is, this is your diet. You need these supplements, these vitamins, these workouts. And I was trying to figure out, I'm like, I was like, yo, cool. And all the things he said for me to cut out, I cut them out. Because it was that easy for me. I didn't like, I don't need like the ice creams or, Though it was delicious, <laughs> I'm like I don't need it, and I don't need like the the other other junk foods I was putting in my body, because mm-hmm. it doesn't make any sense. So uh, this weekend, I hit up my my neighborhood herbalist on 47th and uh, Spruce, got the joints there. It's a black owned spot, so got those joints. You know, went to like the vitamin shop on like 16th and Chestnut, got some joints there. So I got what I needed. And I went to the market last night, got some more greens and the healthy stuff, and that was that. But then I had, like, this other thought. I said, yo, for so many years, like, I've abused my body in ways that I just didn't think about. Like, I would go to the movies, I would get, like, buttered popcorn and that blue or red icy stuff. You know what I mean? (laughs) Or or you go inside, like, say if you're in a, a CVS somewhere. And you're up waiting to get in line. And what do you see while you're waiting? All the candy candy right there. I just got reintroduced to Nihilators. Like, oh, they got me. (laughs) Damn devil, man. (laughs) You know, so, you know, he had that. And then just, I don't know, like, we never really had, like, even fast food, you know? Like, you know how I I was a kid, I feel like everything now was, like, a big ploy. Cause going to McDonald's, all one was a toy. But in order for me to get the toy, I gotta eat this fat, mm-hmm. eat this like this Happy Meal. Yeah, we just went for the toys. Yeah, didn't care about the nuggets. <laughs> oh yeah, give me the, I don't give a damn about no fries, no burger. I want the Hot Wheel. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or back in there, were like if you were, um, they would do like the the, the gender based toys. Mm-hmm. You have a little boy, a little girl. You get a Hot Wheel. If you're a girl, you got a little Barbie. Yes, all the little Barbies. Right. <laughs> so you get all that going on, right? So. Then I started thinking about, on a deeper level, how like, you know other countries, they have um, their food, like their health is on point. Well, over here, we're the greatest country in the world. We're fat as hell, right? Mm-hmm. And then I switched up and thought about our neighborhoods where we come from. I can remember being like four, five, six years old and being in the car with my dad, mom and dad, and we're driving from my grandmama's house on like, the old house on 51st and Webster, right? And we would go down and make a, uh, make a left on Baltimore Ave going back towards our own apartment. And I just see this big billboard, and it was my main man, Billy D. Williams, for Code 45, right? <laughs> and we had these advertisements for like liquor, malt liquor in our neighborhoods. And we had like the Chinese food stores in our neighborhoods. And the liquor stores in the neighborhoods too were never owned, like, never black owned. And I said to a friend of mine, I said, you don't realize that the people who own like the liquor stores, own the Chinese food stores in our hoods, like, they were like the drug dealers because they never got high on their own supply. Mm. Like you never, like, I never saw like, you know, 
whoever owned it, I can say maybe say if you had like a Korean uh, liquor store owner or may have been like an Indian liquor store owner, East Indian liquor store owner. You never saw them outside drinking a 40 or drinking a, drinking a beer, right? Like you never saw that. And my thing says, if I'm gonna sell you something, I wanna be able to, I'll use it myself as well as if I'm gonna give it to you. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I'm like, so you, people out here selling all this stuff, people who look like you and me in these low income neighborhoods, right? Cause they, all they have access to or in their minds is just what's in front of them. Like a store there, mm-hmm. the Chinese food store here. And I'm like, yo, the only Chinese food I will ever trust is either in Chinatown or if it's like Vietnamese food, it's like Washington Ave or like a place called Food Wild around my neighborhood. Like, that's it. As far as like corner store Chinese food stores, I'm like, nah, because I doubt the people who cook that food eat that shit. Because mm. if y'all did, y'all look like, I, I, y'all, I don't see an ounce of fat on y'all right. at all. All that sodium. All that sodium, like, at the MSG, I'm like, yo. Don't, don't eat like that. Because if you ride the trolley, I'll see them, like, with the the, uh, the red-orange, like, clear kind of bags. Mm-hmm. And they got the fresh vegetables and all that going from Chinatown. Yep. Mm-hmm. Going back to the crib, having the real food. Meanwhile, like, people over here eating, like, first of all, I'm going to tell you right now. Egg for young is delicious. <laughs> but what what is it? I don't know. It's like an egg burger. I don't. I, I, it is good. It's good. Like, I just had it for the first time, like in my 20s. So, because I was, when I was young, I was like, what is this? I'm not doing that. But it's, <laughs> it's really good. And I should have been like you. I should be like, what is this? But like, I'm so used to it. So I had it and I'm like, I'm like, okay, this is good. But I'm like, yo, what am I eating? And this gravy that comes with it, mm. I'm like, the hell is this? Of what? <laughs> right, like, where is it coming from? Like, it, 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 it tastes delicious, mm. but what is it? I feel like as you get older, you really start to feel all of these, like, you know, when you eat Chinese food or checkers or McDonald's, you feel that right away. Yo, not even the next day. Like, <laughs> whenever I have, like, I stop eating candy because candy was like my go-to. Because listen, if I'm at work a long day, I got the little funky ass vending machines out here. Mm. And the vending machines, they got nothing in there that's healthy. Like, you got chips, right? Like, one like one granola bar, but no offense to nature's own. Granola granola bars is hard as hell. Um, crunchy. Uh, yeah. yeah. And the green ones, it's like, what's well, like honey and blah, blah, blah. Oops. Honey <laughs> and oats. Like, it tastes like cardboard and rocks, <laughs> and I don't want it. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you're going through all this, and you're trying to, like, place yourself in a healthier environment. But, like you said, in corporate America, like, that's not a place for health, you know? So you have to figure out ways of doing it. That's why now I cut out like juice, I cut out like soda and all that, and I'm just water-based now. Mm-hmm. Because I'm, I'm figuring out the way to like, kind of like supplement my appetite. If I have a craving for a snack, I'm like, oh God, I gotta have a, I have a, a honey bun. I'm like, nah, son, mm-hmm. get some water. Some water. Yep, or have some nuts, pause. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I'm silly, I'm sorry, but yeah. yeah. So I have all these things that I, I can use to substitute this stuff. Because, listen, you know, like I know, in terms of the black community, high blood pressure, cholesterol, there's nothing more tragic to me than seeing us drop off like flies in our 40s, late 30s and 40s. Oh, yeah. Like, I lost a cousin. Um, my cousin Rich, like he was like my older cousin, he had 10 years on me. Loved him to death, was a cool cat, all that. He died when he was 37 years old. Like, and the condition that, like, the last time that I saw him versus how I used to see him when I was a kid, vastly different. You know, like, he was like a fit guy when he was younger. Then later on, he, um, you know, Life got him, you know? And I always think about that even now. And I'm like, damn, dude. Like, he, I was 27. He died when he was 37. And at the age I'm at right now, I'll be 34 this year. So me seeing, like, three years from now, I'll be at that age when he passed. I'm like, yo, I got to make sure that I'm good. Mm -hmm. Because whenever I do have a child, it's like, I want to be around. 
you know? Right. Not just be around like, hey, I'm the daddy in your life. I mean, physically, yeah. you know? Like college graduations. Yeah. First like, babies. Like, right. Okay. I can't be out here like on the breathing machine, like with the, you know, with the, the joint in my nose, sitting there like, you know, just mm-hmm. having breathing. So it's important to me that I, that I am here. And I'm like, when I see people around, I'm like, I want people to be more cognizant of what they're putting in their bodies and just how they're treating themselves. The old saying goes, like, your body is the temple. Yo, that's not a lie. That is very, very true. Very true. I feel like I'm just starting to get to the point where I really realize that and internalize it. Mm -hmm. You know, if only this was taught in conjuncture with sex education in high school or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, now I'm at the place where I'm not letting just anybody enter my body. I'm not going to just let anything enter my body. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm not perfect. I'm not saying nothing like that. I do have nihilators and checkers fries from time to time. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, there's an importance in juicing and, you know, getting all the things. Like, oh, I had this amazing salad last night. Shout out to Chef safari she was vending at our event Mm -hmm. and she made this salad with all the greens strawberries carrots apples pears raisins dates um all these little little things like flax seeds you know Uh, it was and then she made her own salad dressing from sea moss and just like you know it's so many things out here in the universe that grow from mother earth that are here to help us to Mm -hmm. heal us that we pass by for eating the same ass red apples, mm. the same iceberg lettuce that don't have nothing in it but water. Like, come on, get dark leafy greens. Mm. Iceberg is not doing nothing for you. But that's what I grew up on. Like, I swore eating, getting a salad with, you know, lettuce, tomatoes, and pickles. That was that was health. Back right. in the day. But <laughs> no, you like it's sodium soaked in that meat, and it's you know it's it's so horrible. But back to the body being a temple, like you know that is something that you really get into on the mat in yoga because you're really taking that time, especially those beginning periods with your eyes closed, just sending your third eye's gaze to all of your chakras, like trying to visualize that it's such a trip. Like, Mm -hmm. if I don't know if you've ever done it, but, like, if you haven't, I'd highly recommend just taking some time, getting in a comfortable position, you know, supporting your back with something so it's nice and long and, your chakras are aligned physically mm-hmm. and then closing your eyes to activate your third eye's gaze to actually look at all your chakras, like go through them all, activate them, see the energy spinning. And you know, you feel different after that. Mm-hmm. It's the temple. <laughs> and I see how happy it makes you when you're like, you know, you're discussing it. So I can imagine the experience is like superb, right? I need to do more of that. Get centered. Cause I feel like that's, one of the things that I have to do is like when you go through the physical changes, mentally and spiritually, you have to do the same thing as well. It all connects, you know, like you can't be like super strong, but yet like just falling off in other areas. Mm-hmm. Right? Not flexible. Right. Now, speaking of your event last night, right, I want you to tell the listening audience about your event the importance of why you had the event, right? And um, why they should come and check you out. Okay. So um, the event last night was called Mystic Healing and Yoga. And um, myself, along with this beautiful sister named Basira, um, check her out. She is under Light Beings Healing Company and Healing with Noji. Um, but we wanted to get together and do something she provides the healing I provide the yoga um and she does a lot of energy work um out you know in her every day today but she brought this these beautiful uh singing bowls crystals she made an altar it was just you know so beautiful but we wanted to bring this healing and yoga um, together in one place to have this safe space to do these type of things because we notice that, you know, in yoga classes, when you're done, you just get up and leave. But it's so much more healing that could be done in that same space. So we wanted to bring all that there. Um, we heal through 
site with the um, pink Himalayan salt rock lamps that lit the class. We healed through sound. Um, we activated the class with two prayers and did singing bowls. Um, also, there were candles lit, incense, uh, Palo Santo and sage. She did a cellulite wand cleansing over everyone in the room individually, like just walked around as they were meditating. And, you know, um, one of um, our friends who was there helping us, shout out to DJ Shango, um, he went, as, as it was transitioning, you know, from day to night, that sunset period, he was able to see as she's moving this wand over people's heads, the dark energy falling off of them, like shadows. He mm -hmm. said it looked like he, she was brushing hair and it was like spiders falling out of them. Mm -hmm. But it's like, you know, the work needed to be done. And mm -hmm. I, the response that we got was just so beautiful. Um, people really felt healed, united, community, um, just so many things. And there was a lot of networking that done there, which mm -hmm. is why we have the vendors. We want to create an opportunity for Black-owned businesses to, you know, have this marketplace with with people who want their products. You know what I mean? Like, if you're in a yoga class, it's a good chance you're going to want to check out a natural soy candle. Shout mm -hmm. out to Honey's Natural Candles, um, or you know, vegan food or waist beads. Um, there was a beautiful young sister there named um, Chosen, Chosen Treasures, and she made these beautiful earrings, and it was just, you know, a great time for healing. Um, I definitely would recommend people come out. This is just the first one. We're going to try to have um, two others this summer. Nice. So um, follow us, um, me on Loving Soul at Loving Soul Yoga on Instagram and Facebook and uh, Basira, you can follow her at Light Beings Healing Co. So yeah, we're we're here. Um, mm -hmm. We're here to get the young people out. There was um, a older sister there by the name of Khadija who had been practicing Reiki healing for ten years, and she says she had seen it on Facebook, but was just walking down Broad Street and felt the energy and wanted to just come and watch. Mm -hmm. And she was just so impressed by the amount of young people we had out there. We, you know, we sold it out. It was like 35 people there doing yoga, getting healed. We did a mirror meditation. It was just, it was really beautiful. Um, I feel so full. Friday was my birthday. So, Happy you know, birthday to you. thank you. So doing this the day after my birthday and just getting all that love and given all of that healing to people who really needed it. Like people came up to me after and it was like, you know, great. One of the vendors, I always invite the vendors to also take the class. Mm -hmm. um, and one, we started on our backs in this yoga class and she stayed there. Word. We did a flower, a floral release where um, we meditated on flower petals. And um, when I went to hand her the basket, she was still on her back, just, you know, in her relaxation and really, you know, feeling the vibe. So. I'm really happy we created this space for people. That's awesome. Yeah. That is, some, you know, that is really, really dope. Thank you. Because I feel like we need more of that to go around. Because, like, yeah, people need outlets. And like you said, people often feel like they're, there's a, there's a fear there, I guess. Like, because cause people think it's, it's too different, but there is, that there's our powerful benefits there. You can just give it a chance, you know? For example, you made a great point earlier about high schools, how, like, certain things should have been taught there with sex ed. Because I had a thought last night. I said, you know what? Like, sex ed, what we got in high school as far as we thought sex ed was, wasn't enough. Like, even that form of education, if you will, was very conservative. Like, there's a lot going on. It was really on. just like, um, have sex and die, or be abstinent and happy. Right. Like, okay. <laughs> right, and like, this is different forms of birth control. And like, so, like, I was taught by my gym teacher. And like, I'm not saying he, he didn't do a good job. But it was just like, listen, you got some dude who's like, who's a, you know, athletic coach. 
Yeah, this is healthy. Yeah, what you need to do here is just call the diaphragm here. Yeah. <laughs> Over there's the dental dam right there, you know. Oh, and just it's just like, yo, it's, you're making this shit sound really, really like not not not, it's not, not fun. Sexy. It's not sexy at all, <laughs> B. Like, all right. You know, to get the condom, yeah, you know, you get the condom, you gotta do this, you know, when then you got the uh, spirit side. I'm like, all right, brother, this is gonna get so awkward. Right. right. But there is I think since like our school systems are so, not only are they conservative, but let's, let's, let's not even kid ourselves, like they're, like they're Christian based, mm. a lot of what can be done in terms of alternative healing and this and that is missed out on tons of kids, mm. you know? So I feel like what you're doing, you're kind of in, your initiatives more so will be great for a lot of these kids coming up. Because you have kids between the age of 12 and 18 from our neighborhoods who like, don't have much to do, you know what I mean, or options, so to mm-hmm. speak. You know, a lot of them aren't like church people. You know, like some of them go because they're forced to go, but nobody really has any ways of exploring other avenues of, you know, of just being able to center themselves. And finding themselves, mm-hmm. you know, and people say like, "Yo, you know, we should have prayer in school." I'm like, "Yo, scratch that." No offense to anybody who believes in all that, but like, we should have meditation in school, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, they've done some studies, and like, they said they replace meditation, or they replace detention with meditation in some of these schools, mm-hmm. and notice how the grades went up, behavior was improved. Like, you know, it's definitely something there. I feel like they, my, I remember my goal in college was like, I want to get meditation to every public school in Philadelphia, like, Mm -hmm. and it was like shifted, but you know, that's still definitely a goal of mine. And I feel like kids need it more than anybody. And once they have it, they take it home, they share it with their people. It's just like a domino effect. So we need more of that. My side right now we're on an interview and I can hear the drum circles in the background. You know what I'm saying? This is giving us kind of like some kind of like tribal like soundtrack to what we're doing <laughs> right now. You know, so here's a a question more about you as a mom, right? How has yoga and meditation like affected that part of your life? Well, it's definitely helped keep me centered in myself. Mm -hmm. Um, I definitely find it more difficult to find the time than, you know, before I was a mother. Mm -hmm. But, you know, now I have it and I can use it as a tool, a tool to de-stress, to detox. Um, I try to do meditation when I wake up before Sage gets up. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and I really find that time so helpful at just, you know, giving my mental a warm-up, kind of. You know how you warm up before you work out? It's like, you know, doing that before you start your day because, you know, once once I'm up and running and in the shower and stuff, it's just like, oh, I got to do this, I got to do that. Mm-hmm. So having that time to meditate and take care of my daughter, it's like, it's, it's essential. And I'm so happy I found it, you know, way before mm-hmm. I became a mom. And she does it. She does it, too. Like, you know, she's been doing yoga since she's been in the womb. I remember we went to see an ultrasound, and we were trying to actually find out her sex. Mm -hmm. And she was in Sukhasana, where her genitals was covered up with her feet. So it's like, okay, girl, I see you in there getting it. But, um, yeah, she tries to do it. And, I'm, you know, I want her to have a life growing up where yoga is not something foreign you know i want her to know about the eight limbs and why they are important and know that she has the tools within herself to always come back and center herself to get away from all the bullshit you know i remember being in school being picked on for being skinny for being tall being you know whatever and if i had that then oh my gosh like it's a meme going around of um, some some black kids in the school, and they're like, you know, a fight broke out or whatever, and this little boy, he ain't had no time for it. He got right in Sukhasana and started meditating, and it's all this chaos going around him. 
but he is there centered within himself and that is all that matters and he knew that mm -hmm. and you know so i want to say she grew up knowing that and now i can share that with her and my nieces and nephews all that i wish i had that growing up like just the ability to go within myself and find a peace because i would usually go in my head and that was always terrible Right, because like, you're like, it is, <laughs> and then you add like trying to escape like stress or like, because in school I got teased for for the height thing, right? There goes that. So, you know, and I would always like dwell on it because it it would bother me so much, but I didn't know what else to do, you know. So it was like, and there are kids out there who who are bullied for other reasons. You know, whether, whether it's a, an appearance thing, whether because people are just being jackasses about their sexual orientation, it's like they face it from all different angles. Mm -hmm. So you need to have something that you can use to protect yourself. And one of the most greatest things you can use to protect yourself is yourself, you know, but in just the way of just being able to silence everything around you and returning back to like square one. Like, damn, wish I had that shit back in school, yo. Mm -hmm. Cause I probably would have been a, a different person than I am right now. Cause I mean, look, don't mind, don't mind me, like, I'm not like terrible out here just throwing chairs like, ah, you know? But you'd be closer to your higher self, like. Right, I wouldn't have let like all like the sideshow shit like throw me off my path. Mm -hmm. Cause, oh man, I think that right there is probably one of my biggest problems. It's something I'm, I'm working on. I'm getting better at it. I could be more, mm -hmm. but it's like when the urge to be petty comes out, I'm like, oh man. Throw I the, know the feeling. <laughs> throw that hat on, like, ooh, you want to play out the day? Let's go. But it it doesn't do anything, you know. Mm -hmm. Yep. Shout out to Petty LaBelle. Oh come on now, <laughs> Petty Pendergrass in the house, and I'm just and it's like I have to truly understand that these outside distractions are just that distractions and they don't really exist when it comes down to me getting back to my higher self like me knowing who and what I am as an entity rather than being like who I am on the surface you know so that's that's pretty damn dope so in the world of yoga right for you and your experiences as a woman, as a mom, as someone who wants to spread the knowledge of it to all kinds of people, where would you want to see yoga in the grand scheme of things, especially within um, the community of people of color? Okay. I would definitely want to see yoga in our community implement it like I believe and some other scholars believe it was in ancient Egypt. Mm -hmm. Like my first um, yoga certification was in Kemetic yoga. And that's like ancient, you know, Kemet is the ancient name for Egypt. Mm -hmm. And um, this is the yoga that you see on the hieroglyphs, all those, you know, positions, all of that, all of that, mm -hmm. that's on the hieroglyphs, they were doing yoga. And by the looks of it, it seems like it was something that was implemented into their daily practice, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. and it was a communal thing. Like, people just got together at a certain time, did some yoga, you know, went on about their life. And I want it to be implemented like that, you know, just like people pray I know some Muslims pray five times a day like mm -hmm. if we could just get it like that on a human on a, on a human level not even just for people of color but you know if we want to start the wave I know everybody else will follow because we just do hot shit like that so <laughs> but you know that's something that we need we, we want to get rid of all that fear going to the hospital start healing yourself start mm -hmm. doing yoga every day because if you do that then you know, your your tissues and stuff are regenerating. Your cells and stuff are regenerating all the time. And they regenerate with the power of what you eat, what you do, what you think, mm -hmm. what you're watching, what you're consuming, you know, on a physical, spiritual, and mental level. So 
I just want us to be more mindful and more aware of what we're consuming and to know that yoga is something to be consumed every day, to stretch your body, to be connected with your breath, Mm -hmm. you know, and have your breath connected to your movement on a mat in your sacred space, wherever it is, you know, they did yoga way before it was yoga mats. So you could sit down in a park, you could do it at your chair. I teach chair yoga. So, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's so many ways that you can do it, but we need to do it every day. Just like we brush our teeth. And you should brush your teeth. Every day. Every day. Some of y'all here out here rolling, going crazy out here, not brushing your teeth. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. And get away from the fluoride toothpaste. I just switched from, um, I had Tom's, the non-fluoride, mm-hmm. great brand of toothpaste, but there's this activated charcoal toothpaste. Like, oh, it's so amazing. It's activated charcoal, bentonite clay, peppermint oil, you know, smell natural. Good. And my teeth are super white. I drink brown tea every day, so it's like. Look, and I'll say this in a non-creepy way. I'm seeing the teeth right now, and they're hella white. Thank you. But yeah, um, but yeah, that's what I, that's what I want for them. Awesome. Yo, by the way, her teeth are more white than a NASCAR race. <laughs> that worked out perfect, yes. Jokes. All right, so what you said earlier um, about if we start the way people follow up, right? Now, I saw this video. I shared it on Facebook. So, um, you know, we, you know, our culture, we popularized um, a dance that's actually a tribal thing. What we do in the club, uh, the ladies do it in the club, some fellas too, shout out to y'all. It's uh, working dance, <laughs> right? So I shared this video, and this is a woman from like Israel who lives. I'm betting it's somewhere like in Brooklyn somewhere. And her entire class is like hipster women, right? And it was like a, a twerking class. I've seen this, yes. Mm-hmm. Your phrase is for talking about, yo, you, I wish y'all could see her expression, how fast it changed. She was she was like, uh. I know exactly what you're talking about. That white woman up there leading a twerk class, trying to be like Trap Yoga Bay. Shout out to her because she started this shit. Like, nobody could do it like her. Like, she's out here doing it. Really? Yeah, she's on tour. Like, and I don't know if she's a single mom or not, but I seen one of her Insta stories. She had her kids on a plane. I'm like, yes, you better mom it up and be on tour and teach this yoga and dance and curse and do what you want to do. Be unapologetic about what you do. But you know what they're going to do? They're going to steal it. Like, that's just what they do. Colonizers. That's what they do. Wakanda forever. Yo, right, I got it. Wakanda forever. <laughs> I got to look it up. So her name is Trap Yoga Bay? Yes. On Instagram? Mm-hmm. She everywhere. She's she's an inspiration. Like, um, I, I do this thing called lit yoga. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, yoga to trap beats. Like, I don't, I didn't want to, like, no shade to her or whatever, but I didn't want to have the words to these trap songs or whatever because I know they can be degrading they can be taken the wrong way they can be Mm -hmm. internalized the wrong way but the beats that's the fire that's that you know getting back to that tribal dance that that beat that bass Mm -hmm. so I wanted to have that in a way where we could flow and still be connected to our root like we do tribal face paint Mm -hmm. in the class and you know one time I collaborated with um this uh, coming up yogini, shout out to Ebony. She mm-hmm. does yoga and, and she does like yoga and dance classes. So it's like yoga and heels, yoga and seduction. We did a collaboration called Lit Yoga and Trap Music. So mm-hmm. it was like, you know, the glow in the dark yoga and then the, the dance class at the end. And it was so powerful. You know, I feel like a lot of women came out to that and really felt empowered and felt healed at the same time. Like they got a chance to shake it out. Mm-hmm. I read somewhere that you know, twerking and stuff was a kind of ritual, you know, some way to ease the stress to get all that. You know, we hold a lot of guilt and resentment in our hips mm-hmm. and you get that out in yoga, but another way you can get that out is twerking and dancing. It's nothing, you know, wrong with it. We are in America where everything is sexualized and, mm-hmm. you know, we are very perverted as a society, but, you know, it's nothing wrong with nipples. It's nothing wrong with moving your butt. It's your body, but, mm-hmm. you know... These some of these men couldn't get no women, so you know they like to fetishize, and it's it's unfair to us because you know as women be out here trying to be free, just you know living life, and people want to police us. It's horrible. We won't be creeps out here, man. Like I remember, so I went to New Orleans, Mm 
And New Orleans is a very spiritual city. Mm. Very spiritual yeah. city. And they have um, an event called Bounce Night. Yo. That sounds like fun. I'll tell you something. So, preceding that, Big Frida came here to Philly. She's been here <laughs> twice. I called her one time. It was like towards the end of 2011. No, it's like 2012. She was at the Barbary for a Duddy Chutney night, right? She came there with her dancers. Now, of course, Northern Liberties, you know, a few sisters were in the crowd, but majority was like the hipsters from around the neighborhood, right? So, you know, bounces, they do their, their dances, right? Their bounce dances. Like, I would call it twerking, but it's, I feel like their dances is, is like a more intense version of that. So they were doing it. And I know I, know I ain't shit for this, but seeing some of the, the hipsters do those dances, yo, it was. My stomach turned thinking about it. It was sometimes it's the funniest shit ever, because I was like, okay, cool. All right, this is this is this is different. But when we went down to New Orleans, I saw sisters down there doing it. I said, oh, this is how it was done, mm-hmm. for real. Like right. people in the crowd who was doing it, they saw y'all do it for real. It's in the culture, like right. You know, it's just it's funny, man. Because culture vultures, man, they see it. Take it. They copy it. Yo, this be my last story, but I gotta say this. So Juicy J came came to Philly too, right? Oh yes. On the Smokers Club tour. I think I was at that concert. At the Blockley. Yep. Yes, I was there doing camera work backstage and all that. So you know, he, Juicy J was had the, the twerking thing was popping off for him on stage. He called this girl up there, and I and I knew she came from. She, she was a UPenn girl, right, or college girl, whatever, right. Okay. And he asked her to go on stage and, and, and twerk. She, listen, she twerked. And it looked like two pieces of raw chicken fighting each other. Oh my gosh. Oh gosh, it was that bad. Yo, I was just like, oh God. I said, listen, I understand people want to be a part of the culture, but everything ain't for everybody. Especially when you're twerking your ass like two two pieces of raw chicken fighting each other. It's just not how it's supposed to go down. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's just, let's just scale it back a bit. We can appreciate things while having to do things. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, look, I like Crocodile Hunter. Am I going out there touching crocodiles? Mm-mm. No. Nope. You know what I'm saying? I like basketball. Can I talk about basketball? Hell no. <laughs> I stay on my side of the seats. And I enjoy it, you know. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. <laughs> Before we end this, I know I took a little diversion. It got a little funny, whatever, whatever. But before we get out of here, I want you to tell us all about why we should get down with this yoga. Hmm. I don't know what else I could say that I haven't said before, but let me reiterate. Do that. So, everybody, y'all listening come a little closer you should get with yoga because it is the best thing you can do for yourself you know how like who was it Rick Ross or whatever he was all hyped about being self-made and mm-hmm. like oh. make make your health up right. like come on y'all can do this just you know I think it brings everybody closer to the higher self and if that's not what you want in life. Come on now. Like, well, I don't know. We're not chasing. We're not out here chasing dollars. We're not chasing checks. We're not chasing bags. Maybe the bag to fix your life. But understand that once you have that, you're going to want to get to your higher self. Like, that's the goal. That's why we're here. Mm-hmm. Be the best you could be. That's right. Yeah, and, um, you know. Find your local yoga class. There's so many of us out here. There is room for everyone. Um, hashtag yoga on Instagram. You know, just find some things because there's so much out here for us to do, um, and we should definitely take advantage of it. Shoot, even your pets can do yoga, okay? Oh, yeah. I've seen some dogs do some downward dogs, and it was like, wow, mm-hmm. it's fire. Yeah. So before uh, I let you go, right, it was one thing you mentioned earlier that popped back in my head, Mr. Random over here. You mentioned um, like the warm Himalayan salt Oh, lamps. yeah, pink Himalayan salt rock lamps. Yo, I don't know 
how powerful those things are, right? I saw a video of a cat hugging the lamp. Now, you know cats don't hug nothing, so Yo. I should tell you something. And, I th- and the thing is, the, like, the lady owned the cat and the dog, right? The dog was going over, like, sniffing at the cat, and she was like, leave Fifi alone, right? <laughs> the cat was hugged this Himalayan salt rock lamp. It was just like just embraced the hell out of it. Oh, like it was like somebody, like he, like he knew it or something. It was just stuck on it. Wow. So once we were done with this, I'll show you the video, but I was just like, wow, that's amazing. But yeah, so where can they find you? Where can they follow you? And all that good stuff. Well, they can find me on um, Facebook, Instagram, at Loving Soul Yoga, and um, at Jamila Mayan. I also sell the pink Himalayan salt rock lamps. Um, DM me if you would like one. All the classes, um, we used to have couples yoga classes that were lit by that, but we also like the um, Mr. Keelan and yoga and Yoni yoga classes by the Himalayan salt rock lamps. And let me just say, they are really therapeutic. I have one in every room in my little two-bedroom apartment. But like little night lights, I have the big lamps in my room. I even got a little pillow of chips to put on my little back or whatever when I'm sleeping. And I don't know what it's doing, but it's doing something. And I definitely recommend it. Nice. Yeah. But thank you so much, Mike, for having me on. Um, This is a great way to end my birthday weekend. As you can see here, I'm dressed in all black lace dress. Something giving um, a Beyonce lemonade and all black, but this is my funeral to my birthday weekend. Mm-hmm. So thank you for celebrating with me. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I, saw, I saw her outside. I said, <laughs> "She came dressed to the nines." All right, let's, let's do this show. Yes, like yeah. Yankee and said, we gotta be sharp out here. Okay. So yes, Facts. I'm trying. <laughs> and you succeeded. Thank you. Out here. All right, that is another episode of the Weird is a New Black Show. Thank you for listening, and be out like shout. Peace.